Welcome into another edition of the Wisports.net podcast. I'm Travis Wilson, general manager at Wisports.net, and your host for the WSN podcast. As we head into week three of the high school football season, Labor Day weekend, that means in this redesigned statewide conference realignment that technically debuted last year, but for all intents and purposes, really this is the first full year for it. All teams playing conference games this week. Weeks one and two, all non-conference games. Weeks three through nine, going to be conference affairs only, except if teams had to pick up replacement games because uh, opponents in their, their conference dropped football, moved to eight player, or perhaps were battling some COVID issues. So almost all conference games on the schedule this week, and, and certainly the games of note, at least that we have so far, uh, pretty much all conference games. The only uh, real significant, I think, non-conference game of note in week three here, Iola Scandinavia at Edgar. Both teams very highly ranked coming into the year. Last week, both went down. Edgar lost a heartbreaker to Stratford. Excuse me, Iola Scandinavia got uh, got got beat pretty badly by Wittenberg Burnhamwood. Uh, Iola Scandinavia dropped from second to tenth in the uh, coaches poll this week, while Edgar stayed number one in Division Seven. So uh, that's uh, certainly a noteworthy game. And those teams did play last year, by the way, in uh, in the last week of the WIAA culminating event. And Edgar beat Iola Scandinavia pretty handily in that one. So week three coming up. Week two was certainly an interesting week. It was a, a tough week with the weather that we got on Friday night. Some teams tried to move up their games to try to get their games in. Uh, some teams had to delay. Some teams had to delay or suspend a game into Saturday. There was about two dozen games that got bumped to Saturday. And then a few that uh, actually got made up on Monday. So it was uh, kind of all over the place. Uh, most of the weather issues that we had were in northern Wisconsin. Um, but southwest Wisconsin did have a little bit of an impact as well. The game I was at down in the Milwaukee area, Arrowhead hosting Homestead, no issues there. It was absolutely beautiful. A perfect night for high school football early in the season. And uh, got another great game for our quick trip game of the week. After that uh, really fun game in week one, Franklin coming back to beat Appleton North. Uh, Homestead and Arrowhead, it, you know, not a ton going on in the first three quarters other than yet another Hail Mary. This one at halftime, Arrowhead completed it. Colin Argue picked up a ball that bounced around a couple times. First three quarters, not a ton other than that uh, that highlight. Fourth quarter, especially the last, you know, half, seven, eight minutes of the, the fourth quarter. A lot of back and forth action, a lot of uh, excitement. Homestead eventually scoring with under a minute remaining. And then uh, getting a two-point conversion off of a fake field goal, uh, extra point. They lined up to kick the extra point, faked it, and uh, got the two-point conversion. So Homestead won that one 23-22. So again, another another really good one in the uh, the game of the week series, the quick trip game of the week. Certainly some other interesting results from last week. Uh, you know, you got to look at what Eau Claire North did, ending a 51-game losing streak as they went and, and beat Lacrosse Logan, which was actually the last team they beat way back in 2015. Uh, North held on for a 20-14 to 14 win in that one. 
Unfortunately, it's a little bit of a short-lived celebration for the Huskies as they ended up getting shut down and, and will not be playing this week. Uh, but, you know, to, to break a 51-game uh, losing streak, you know, that's that's pretty solid. I mentioned Edgar, and, and they lost to Stratford last week. That was a, certainly an exciting game. Uh, another nail-biter in that, that rivalry, one of the state's best rivalries. Stratford got the win in that one. Another rivalry that uh, is 125 years old that is was played the uh, last week for the first time since 2013. Nina beat Menasha, a non-conference game. Of course, they used to be in the FBA for many years before Menasha got moved out a couple weeks ago. Uh, elsewhere, McGuanago took down Division Three top-ranked Whitefish Bay. So we already talked about Division Seven Edgar top-ranked team losing. They stayed in the top spot, but uh, the Blue Devils from Whitefish Bay. They did not. They dropped down a couple spots after that loss to McGuanago. And it's kind of interesting. McGuanago is playing without Grayton Gannon, uh, perhaps their best player overall. He's playing quarterback uh, and does play quarterback the last couple years for uh, for the Indians and Mike Ganebach. But he's going to be likely a, a tight end recruit at the next level. Um, but he, he hasn't been playing. And, and last week, Evan Herbig stepped in and was very efficient uh, and, and led McGuanago to a nice win in that game. Um, again, talked about Wittenberg Burnhamwood, one of the surprises of uh, of this season so far. They they you know had a dominating win in week one, and then in week two, they go and, and beat Iola Scandinavia very very impressively, forty seven to sixteen. In that one, Ben uh, Ben Wesolowski, their quarterback, had uh, over four hundred and fifty total yards of offense in that game. Uh, again, some games that uh, you know had to get moved, some games that got canceled completely. Uh, it was kind of interesting to see the various ways that those things were dealt with over the course of uh, over the course of Friday night and Saturday. You know, some teams uh, there was a, a game. I, I think it was Wausau. Uh, you know, who was it? it? Was Merrill and Wausau West maybe? Um, Mer- or Wausau West scored two touchdowns in the first couple minutes and then the lightning came and they decided to call the game and call it a win for Wausau West after just a couple minutes. There were some games that got played into the third quarter before they had to uh, had to shut down and they decided those were going to be no contests. So it was just kind of all over the place how teams handled that and um, you know whether it was a completed game, whether it was suspended, whether it was a no contest, a uh, very difficult night to try to piece everything together on exactly what was happening, what games were getting moved, uh, all that good stuff. But week two is in the books, and now it's time to take a look ahead at week three. Again, all conference games, well, okay, almost all conference games for week three of the high school football season. And looking at the schedule this week, it's just not uh, just not at the same level as what we saw the first couple weeks. That happens sometimes, though. You know, the first two weeks again were non-conference. You got to set your opponent. You know, you got to pick who you played. Hopefully, you were trying to pick somebody that would provide a competitive atmosphere for you. Uh, whereas once you get into conference play, you have to play who's in your league. And and sometimes there's just weeks where it seems like. It's pretty much the top teams playing the bottom teams, and, and that is certainly this week. Just not the, the same level of, uh, of big-time games that we've seen in, uh, in some other weeks. Um, but certainly some interesting games on the schedule as we kick off uh, conference action this week. Our quick trip game of the week, going a little bit off the board this week. Again, with, with, uh, without some of those you know, kind of gigantic matchups, we're able to pick some other schools and teams and 
uh, programs to, to feature. So our Quick Trip Game of the, this, the Week this week is voted on by the fans. Waterloo at Marcusan. Both teams are undefeated. Both teams looking to get out to a good start in the Eastern Suburban Conference, which, again, is a new league, technically last year. But, uh, you know, again, two teams trying to take it off to a good start. Waterloo, kind of an interesting team there. Running back Eugene Wolf is third in the state in rushing yards so far. He's almost 500 yards rushing already through two weeks. So that uh, that will be our game of the week, our quick trip game of the week, the game I will be at on Friday night, providing updates and videos and commentary and everything else on uh, on Friday night of the high school football season. As we look through the schedule for this week, nothing really too significant that stands out on Thursday. Um, what is there? I, I think a dozen or maybe close to 20 games on Thursday, although a few of them are MPS games that we're still not sure who's playing or when some of those teams are playing. Um, but as of right now, about a dozen games on the schedule for Thursday. And then we move into Friday and in, in the Milwaukee area, uh, got some certainly some interesting games of note. Uh, Catholic Memorial, uh, the number one team in Division Four, they're going to play at New Berlin Eisenhower. Now, Eisenhower is 0-2, and they're part of a group of teams that is not off to a very good start right now. If you look uh, across the standings and across the state, there are some some really pro, uh, you know significant powerhouse type programs or ones that had high expectations coming into the year, perhaps that are 0-2. Um, you know, maybe they challenged themselves really really hard in the the non-conference and it just came up short. But you know, some of them it's just they're not doing what we're used to them doing. And if you look kind of running through that list, uh, Reedsburg, Ozaki, Madison La Follette, Middleton, all those teams are 0-2. Superior, Lakeside Lutheran, Waukesha West is 0-2. They played a tough schedule, but you know what? They've also given up a ton of yards on the ground in those two losses that they have so far. GET is 0-2. Amra was one of the best teams in the entire state less than six months ago as they played in the springtime, uh, went undefeated, but they're 0-2 to begin the season. Up in the Fox Valley area in the FRCC, the, the, the different divisions they have there, Ashwabanon, West Appear, Notre Dame. Notre Dame is another one of those teams that was very, very good in the springtime. They did lose their last two games of the spring, and now have lost four straight when you factor in the first two games of this year. The Greater Metro Conference really kind of struggling to get uh, off the ground so far. Brookfield Central 0-2, Marquette 0-2, Menominee Falls 0-2. You know, going back just a minute here to the the FRCC, for instance, um, we knew that you know when when those divisions or when those uh, teams were split into two divisions uh, with the statewide realignment, we knew the North was a lot stronger than the South. The FRCC North, it's it's got teams like Bayport and. West Appear, um, Ashwabanon, Pulaski, uh, whereas the South had some of the, uh, the the teams that have struggled a little bit more, been a little bit more down in the standings. The Sheboygan schools, Manitowoc, the Green Bay schools. Now you do have Menasha and Notre Dame in there, who we expected to be the top teams, but that league is a combined 1-13 after two non-conference weeks. Uh, the FRCC North wasn't much better, though. I think they only had five wins. They were... Uh, you know, just not looking very good so far. Five and nine, I think, was their record. The Flyway Conference was incredible this spring. You had Amro, you had Lamira, uh, both undefeated. Mayville was very, very good. Springs did not have a very good record, but they, you know, they're a very good program, obviously. 
um, one of the best uh, conferences in the entire state. They are not looking very good so far. Um, Lamira got knocked off by, I think it was Oostburg last week. Springs uh, got handled by Lake Country Lutheran. Um, again, Lam- or, excuse me, Amro is 0-2. So we're, we're seeing a little bit of, uh, of some of these conferences that, that we thought were going to be very good or that have traditionally been very good, off to a little bit of a slow start. Other teams that are 0-2 in the early going, Bloomer, Racine St. Catharines, Holman, River Falls, Kiwani, we mentioned New Berlin Eisenhower already, Ithaca, Edgerton, Lancaster, of course, a changing of the guard there with John Hoke stepping aside, uh, new head coach Jordan Rollin coming in, um, Wisconsin Rapids 0-2, although they've played two of the top four or five teams in the entire state so far. They played Muskego last week, and then they played Sun Prairie the week before. In Kenosha Bradford, 0-2. It was interesting. I uh, saw an article our, our friend Kurt Hogg from uh, the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel wrote heading into the year, uh, talking about you know the, the dynamic athletes they had and, and how they were looking to get back to kind of that Melvin Gordon era of football at Bradford where they put up a ton of points and yards and, you know, the, 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 the skill players they have at Bradford with, uh, uh, Kenny peaks at, um, at running back and, in crump, uh, and, uh, Quentin Henry at receiver. They got an experienced quarterback, Nate Olson talking about how, you know, 3000 yards is the goal for that, that trio of, uh, of skill players. And they're only two, they lost to Regis, um, and then last week, um, they lost to Muskego pretty convincingly. So, you know, sometimes you got to walk before you can run. Sometimes you got to prove it on the field before you can talk it. Uh, and that seems to be the case a little bit with Kenosha Bradford. Uh, they got to get back on track and in a hurry as they look to, uh, to roll into Southeast conference play where we know Franklin is an elite team. Oak Creek looks much, much improved from the last couple of years. And we're seeing Horlick is a very good team. Uh, under uh, head coach Brian Fletcher and his uh, his son Blake Fre- uh, Fletcher leading the way, so Bradford's got some work to do. Though they they get Kenosha Tremper this week, which you know is a, a good way to start conference play after taking your lickings in uh, in the um, non conference schedule. But then you know Oak Creek the following week, and it's it's going to be interesting to see if if Bradford can get things righted. They had some problems last year on and kind of outside of the uh, field. Um, but a lot of talent there. So, you know, they, they came into the year again with high expectations, but so far not, uh, not delivering on, on, you know, what their potential could be. Getting back to our schedule, though, for this week uh, in the Milwaukee area, in that Southeast Conference, again, Oak Creek and Racine Horlick looking like two of the top contenders uh, to, to push Franklin. And those two teams will meet up this week, Oak Creek at Racine Horlick. You've got the uh, the Rux Bowl head coach Steve Rux uh, of Waukesha West. His father coached Oconomowoc for many many years, and uh, Oconomowoc though is off to a two and zero start, whereas uh, Waukesha West, as we mentioned, is zero and two. Marquette was another one of those zero and two teams, uh, and they play at Sussex Hamilton this week. And Menominee Falls, another zero and two team in that Greater Metro Conference. They welcome in Germantown. You know, Nicolay hasn't played the twenty seven Yankees by any means. But they're 2-0, and that's a program that has struggled for so, so long. But it's good to see them, you know, at least off to a good start. And we'll find out more about that team this week because they welcome in a Cedarburg team that's pretty good, ranked in the top 10 in Division Two. 
Other North Shore Conference action, Slinger is at Hartford. And maybe the game of the year uh, already in the Southern Lakes Conference, where Westosha Central is off to a 2-0 start, looking very good. And Union Grove, 2-0, ranked 6th in Division Three, And really, really impressive so far are the Broncos. Uh, and So it'll be Union Grove and Westosha Central this week and a huge showdown in the Southern Lakes. Grafton is at Greendale as well. If we look at the schedule in the Madison area, in, in kind of southwest Wisconsin, Baraboo ascended to the top spot in the Division Three coaches poll this week with Whitefish Bay losing, with Menasha losing, who had been second. Baraboo went from third to first. It was kind of a, a vote that was all over the place. You know, the I think there was five teams that got a at least a uh, first place vote in Division Three, But Baraboo's a top spot, and that's not necessarily you know, what they're used to and, and where that program has been. Um, only two playoff appearances in the last 15 years. One of them was last year. They would have made the playoffs anyway, but the, the, the playoffs were obviously a little different last season. Um, so how do the how do they handle that? How do you handle, you know, going from that team that's, that struggles to being the team that is, you know, the, the circled game on a lot of calendars? And we'll get a good feel, excuse me, for the Thunderbirds in the Badger Small Conference as they welcome in Monona Grove, excuse me, this week. It's not the Monona Grove team that we've seen for many years where they won at least a share of, uh, I want to say it was six or maybe eight uh, Badger South Conference titles in a row at one point a few years ago, but had kind of been usurped by uh, Stoughton a little bit in that league the last couple of years. Uh, but Monona Grove's 2-0, and and again, they got a shot to, uh, to make a statement of their own against the top-ranked team in Division Three, Baraboo. Big 8 Conference, Verona's 2-0. Madison Memorial got on the in the win column last week, but it's interesting going to be interesting to see how you know, that Big 8 Conference shakes out with, uh, with some of those Madison teams struggling so far after not playing at all last year. So we get a little bit of a, uh, a preview uh, in, in a good game early in that one. Columbus is at Lake Mills. You've got uh, Lourdes Academy at Randolph out of the uh, Trailways Conference. Both those teams, uh, again, had high expectations coming in. Both did lose last week. Mineral Point and Darlington, that's a big-time rivalry game, one of the state's longest and uh, most played rivalries. This will be meeting 120 between those two teams. Uh, Darlington, by the way, does hold a pretty significant edge, 88 to 26 with five ties. That rivalry first played way back in 1894. Other Southwest Wisconsin games, you've got Potosi-Cassville at Southwestern. Both those teams are undefeated. As we change gears and head over to the Fox Valley area, um, you know, not the biggest of games necessarily in the FBA, FRCC uh, leagues, but Oshkosh West is an interesting team. Um, Definitely improved, and uh, they had a close one last week against Verona. And the Wildcats, we'll find out a little bit more about them as they travel to Nina this week. One of the better games on the schedule, you know, especially in terms of uh, the, the combined ranking of these two teams. Kaukauna, ranked 6th in Division 2, is at Appleton North, ranked 6th in Division 1. Now, Appleton North does have that opening loss to Franklin, but they rebounded nicely last week. West appears at Ashwabanon. You've got a, a rivalry game, New London at Shawano. Uh, that one's been played, uh, I think this is the 76th meeting between those two teams. Speaking of rivalry games, 
Berlin and Ripon, 96th meeting between those two uh, those two schools. Flyweight Conference battle, St. Mary Springs, you know, they they did not look good in that opening loss to Lake Country Lutheran, but they rebounded well and, and got a nice win down at Darlington. And now they play at Mayville to open up Flyweight Conference uh, play. Some games in the Northeastern Conference. Denmark is at Wrightstown. Wrightstown was a team that last week had to settle for a tie. It was Xavier and Wrightstown that um, were tied at seven when uh, Storms had to had to interrupt their game and they ended up not resuming, so just settled for a tie. Little Shoot is at Freedom. Both those teams ranked in Division Four. And then the M&M game, Marinette at Menominee, Michigan. Those schools right across the uh, the, the border from each other, uh, up on the, on the UP border. Um, always a big-time rivalry game. Menominee has kind of dominated that one recently, but that's the 114th meeting between those two schools. And that is a conference game, by the way, because Menominee and Kingsford, Michigan, are kind of jointly filling one team's schedule in the Northeastern Conference because there is a odd number of teams in the state. So technically the M&M game is a conference game, which we I don't know if we've ever seen that before. I don't know for sure, I guess, where Marinette would have been conference-wise way back in the day, but uh, a conference game between out-of-state opponents. The north-central part of the state, Wausau West, is a, an impressive team so far. They're 2-0. They'll take on D.C. Everest, who is uh, the favorite in the VFA. Appleton West is 2-0 as well, and they are a member of the VFA as well, and, and they will take on Stevens Point this week. Mentioned Wittenberg Burnhamwood a little bit earlier. They're off to a hot start. They get uh, another test early on as they take on uh, Spencer Columbus Catholic this week. Manawa is at Stratford. Already talked about that Edgar and Iola Scandinavia non-conference game. A couple ranked teams going at it in the uh, in the CWC Large, which is shaping up to be a really, really good, competitive, deep league this year. Manoa and Stratford are in that league. Spencer Columbus Catholic, Wittenberg, and uh, in these two teams, Amherst and Shyocton as well. Amherst is the second-ranked team in D5. Shyocton is the seventh-ranked team in D6. Great Northern Conference battle as Rhinelander will take on Lakeland. Uh, one of the better games in the state, certainly, is the uh, the Menominee at Chippewa Falls game. That's a, another rivalry game played Oh, well over 100, 100 years, uh, 109th meeting between those two teams, Menominee and Chippewa Falls. Both are undefeated. Chippewa Falls scored an exciting victory over D.C. Everest last week. And staying in that Big Rivers Conference, you've also got Rice Lake at, uh, at Hudson. Um, and then up, uh, up in that area as well, Durand and Stanley Boyd. So, a little bit of a, a preview of, of some of the games to watch this week on the high school football schedule. Again, not not quite the level of, uh, of preeminent games that we have seen in uh, the first couple weeks of the season, but a lot of uh, teams looking to off, get off to a good start to their conference schedule and, and maybe make some noise, make an impression, or for some of these teams that we talked about that were 0-2, get back on track, right the ship, get into conference play, and, uh, and get back to you know competing for a postseason spot. Because of those, I think it was around 25 teams that I rattled off that are 0-2. Obviously, there's way more than that, but those are ones that stand out. 
of those 25 teams, I mean, half of them might not even make the playoffs. That's that's kind of how it's been. If you start 0-2, you know, your chances of making the playoffs are, are pretty low. And looking at some of those teams, you know, it just it doesn't seem like they will get there. There's still time left, but again, 0-2... Uh, even though it, it doesn't necessarily impact your playoff qualification directly, unless we get to some of those lovely tiebreakers, um, you know, not the way you want to start. And again, some powerhouse programs uh, amongst those teams at 0-2. So you, we got another week of football. We've got week three rolling around. After this week, we're a third of the way through the high school football schedule. Shout out to my, my friend Mike Pilch, the fastest nine weeks on the calendar, as he always says. So we'll be a third of the way through after this week. And again, we'll be into conference play for all teams. And interestingly enough, as I posted on Twitter earlier today, because of the number of forfeits in the Merrowood Conference, where you had three teams that dropped out and moved to eight-player football, which means their conference opponents will all see all receive forfeit victories, the winner of this week's marathon and uh, what is it? Marathon in Auburndale or Marathon in uh, Abbotsford? Let me let me double check quickly. Uh, Abbotsford, Marathon in Abbotsford. The winner of that game will essentially already clinch a playoff spot because they would have that victory and then three guaranteed forfeit victories later in the year. So week three, we're already talking playoffs. It's going to be talking playoffs once again after last year's were essentially canceled due to the uh, pandemic, um, but it's good to be back at it. Speaking of the pandemic, still some games, still still some impacts. Uh, I think we're up to maybe five games this week that have been canceled. We had five last week. Now, we, we still have uh, way more games that have been canceled for non-COVID reasons, whether it's teams having to cancel their season because of low numbers. Last week, we had, obviously, weather issues. We have that ongoing mess in the uh, Milwaukee City Conference and, and still unsure when those teams will play. Um, you know, last week there were 14 non-COVID cancellations and five COVID cancellations. So we, we would still love to see that number as low as possible. If we can keep it under five or six every week, you know, that would be awesome. It would put us around a 96 to 98 percent, um, you know, games played rate. Um and if we can stay there, we'll we'll be good. It is going to be interesting to see how things uh, you know start to shake out as as kids move back into school and there's a little bit more contact potentially and more more opportunities for contact tracing. That was that was the the big problem for for most uh, programs last year was the contact tracing. They they didn't necessarily have a lot of kids testing positive, but they would sit next to a kid in class that was positive, and then all of a sudden they're out for two weeks. So. Going to continue to monitor that. We are tracking that, and I post the results on Twitter every after every week. Um, just kind of an update on how many games were played, how many games were canceled, all that good stuff. Uh, so, you know, keep an eye out for all of our normal content coming out on WSN. Our, our team and player of the week polls are still going through Thursday at 4 p.m. You can play along with uh, WISFB Bingo this week as well, um, you know, Follow along on Twitter Friday night. You can you can get the final scores right into your Twitter account at FootballWSN. And, of course, follow me at TravisWSN. So, on to week three. Onward and upward, as they say. Looking forward to a great week. Looking forward to getting out and, and checking out uh, a place and a field I've never been to at Marcusan. I, I have seen Waterloo play. I've never seen Marcusan play. 
and never been to Marcus Ann for a game. So looking forward to a little different opportunity and, and different venue there. But good to be back at it. Good to be back into week three of the high school football season. Good to have schools back in session and uh, good to have the kids out of the house, right? Uh, always good when they get back to school and, and allows me to free, free up a little bit like many parents out there. So that'll do it, though, for this week. Uh, heading into week three of the high school football season, this has been a WISports.net podcast. I'm Travis Wilson. We'll see you at a game. <laughs>